Hi there. Thank you for joining me in my very first podcast, Mental Health and Me. My name's Lewis, and I'm here today to start an open conversation about mental health and what it actually feels like to live with mental health on a daily basis. I'm a very avid podcast listener myself. However, a lot of mental health podcasts seem to be from the perspective of the professional and never really from the perspective of the person dealing with mental health. So one of the biggest reasons why I thought about doing and starting these podcasts is to start a more open conversation about mental health. I hope that in me talking about mental health, it gives those select few people who have never suffered with mental health, gives them a little bit of insight in what it feels like to live with mental health on a daily basis. I also hope that it helps people reach out to loved ones or get professional help about their own mental health or start a more open conversation. I believe there's quite a lot out there to raise awareness for mental health. I think in the world's journey of mental health, we've only just begun to scratch the surface about mental health. I think there's more that we can be doing. There's more conversations to be had and there's more education that people can have about mental health. So each episode of Mental Health and Me, we're going to be talking about a different aspect of mental health and how it makes us feel. I am going to be having some guest people come in to speak to you about their own mental health. So in today's episode of Mental Health and Me, we are going to be talking about depression. I think depression is one of the biggest things in mental health that people suffer with. And I think it's still very misunderstood. People think that when you suffer with depression, you're just sad. And I think that's been a message that's been embedded in the entire world by the mainstream media. It's kind of a tick box system. If you suffer with depression, you're automatically sad. And that's not always the case. People, when they have mental health, suffer with very different emotions and it's different from each person. Yeah, you can feel sad. But that's not the case for everybody. I always describe mental health as a roller coaster, and each person is on a different roller coaster. We're not all on the same roller coaster, and we're not all on the same journey with our mental health. So I'm just going to give you a little bit of insight into me and my own mental health. So my name's Lewis, I'm 29 years old. And I've suffered with mental health for around 15 years of my life, which is over half of my lifetime. I've now come to the understanding that it's probably something that is never going to go away and it's something I'm always going to suffer with. It's something that at 15 years in, I still have no understanding about depression and my mental health. I have a tiny bit of understanding but I still don't know how to cope with it. You would think after 15 years, you would have got some coping mechanism to deal with it. It sometimes feels that every single time I go through a depressive episode, it gets worse. And there's nothing that I can do about it. I think a lot of people when they have depression feel this way. And it doesn't matter how long you've had it for. It's like trying to catch smoke. It's like trying to get a resolution for a problem. And you're never going to get that resolution. So coming back around with what I was saying earlier, yeah, depression can make you feel sad, but it can make you feel a lot of other emotions as well. 
You can't just be categorised into one set thing when you've got depression because that's not how it works. Yeah, you can feel sad and that's probably one of the biggest emotions you will feel when you have depression. But you can also feel very alone and very segregated from the world. You can feel very erratic. Your behaviour becomes very erratic and you start getting very angry. You've got all this pent-up anger and I think that's because a lot of people who suffer with depression keep a lot of emotions in because we're not having open conversations about how we feel. So we keep everything inside and it just builds up and builds up and builds up and then you just explode. It can also make you feel very soulless. Like the lights are on but no one's home. You're there in body but not in mind. And that's something that I genuinely suffer with. It's like my body's working but my mind is not there, it's somewhere else. It's like I'm a robot sometimes. Like there's just nothing, no cognitive development in my brain. I'm just going. I think a lot of people can relate when they have depression. That you get this blanket of darkness that surrounds you. And I often see it before it actually surrounds me. And little by little, it gets closer and closer until it engulfs me. And that's when I'm at my most depressive state. You start getting these horrible voices in your head telling you you're not good enough and that you're a failure, that you've failed your friends. What have you achieved in life? Look at where you are now. You should be further. Nobody loves you. You don't love yourself. And the most frustrating thing about these voices is that it's nobody else's voice but your own. It's your own voice inside your head telling you these negative things. And there's nothing that I can do to stop it. I've just got to ride that wave. And as horrible as it is sometimes, you've just got to let it happen. You can't fight it because the more you fight it, the worse it gets. The worse the voices gets, the more negative it gets. And is it any wonder people get those negative thoughts in this day and age? There's so much pressure on young adults to have this amazing life, to be happy. We live in a time where there's going to be a possible recession, that people are having to choose between keeping warm or eating. We live in a time where we load social media up and all we're bombarded with is people living the best lives. All we're seeing is these glamorous people that can take a good photo on social media and use Facetune to edit it. Does that really mean they're living a better life than what we are? I don't really think so, but it's very hard not to compare yourself to these people that look like they're having a very successful life online. But really, they're probably struggling the same way that we are. So is it any wonder young people feel a massive pressure to look a certain way, to have an amazing career, to buy a house, to be happy? I think personally, that's where a lot of my negative thoughts come from, from seeing these people on social media and thinking to myself, I've not got that body, I've not got that amazing career. And yeah, I have got a good job and I really enjoy doing what I do. But is it enough? Am I enough? These are questions that I think to myself every single day. I think another part of the negative thoughts is getting suicidal thoughts. Now, for me personally, I don't have thoughts of taking my own life. 
but I have a lot of questions about death when I'm in my very depressive state. I often think about death and wonder what happens when you die. Where do you go? What does it actually feel like to die? You know, we're made up of electricity and atoms and water and energy and there's all this energy in our bodies that make us fully formed human beings. And I often wonder when I'm in my depressive states, where does the energy go? As I said, I don't often have thoughts of taking my own life, but it is something that I've thought about in the past. It's something that I have thought about and that negative voice in my head has told me that I'm better off being dead, that I'm no longer wanted or no longer loved. I count my blessings every single day that I'm still here and that I'm still alive, that I'm still fighting the fight against my own mental health. Unfortunately, people do take their own lives. And I think that's because there's not enough help out there to help people that are suffering through these very, very dark times. And if you look at the statistics, men are more likely to take their own lives than what women are. And I think that is growing up in an age where we were taught boys shouldn't cry. We shouldn't get emotional. We should be strong. We're the ones that should support people. Big boys don't cry. I hate that saying. I hate any other saying that people say to you when they don't know how to deal with your mental health. I've heard it all. You know, things like, cheer up, pull your socks up. Come on now, wipe your tears away, you're meant to be strong. You'll be fine. All these sayings people need to forget about because they do not help people who are suffering with mental health. If you say to me in my depressive state, cheer up, that's not going to make me feel any better. It's going to make me feel worse. Because I understand at that point that you don't know what I'm dealing with, that you don't know how to approach somebody's mental health, that you don't know the right things to say at that moment in time. If there's anybody out there who's lucky enough to never suffer with mental health problems, I'll give you the best advice that you'll ever get when dealing with somebody who's got mental health. You've got two ears and one mouth for a reason. Don't speak. Just listen. That's all we ask for sometimes is just for somebody to listen to how we're feeling. And I mean really listen. Really listen to what that person has got to say. Let them guide the conversation. And if you don't know what to say, just be honest and say. We appreciate your honesty more than you telling us that we're just going to be fine or just to cheer up. It's funny because talking to people who don't suffer with mental health about my own mental health, a lot of people have said to me, oh, well, I didn't think you were depressed. You don't seem like you're suffering with depression. And again, it's that age-old thing of people looking sad. I think a lot of the time when you do suffer with depression, you have your own mask, your own way to disguise your mental health from other people. I think sometimes we probably feel embarrassed about our mental health and our struggles. I know that I certainly do. Everybody's got their own different mask. So some people's can just be a simple smile. It can just be a change in the personality from being depressed to a nice, happy person. It can be makeup. Makeup can be a mask for some people. I know that my own personal mask is to make people laugh. 
And the reason why I like to make people laugh is because I don't want them to feel the same negative thoughts and energy that I feel every day. And sometimes if they are struggling with their own mental health, I hope that that little bit of laughter and that joy that I bring to them makes them forget about their own mental health for a couple of minutes. You know, I'm 15 years in to my mental health journey and I'm very good at disguising it. I'm very private and I've come to the terms that I do have negative traits. And one of my biggest negative traits is that I shut people off. I just cut people out of my life. And not that I never speak to them again, it's just that I won't speak to people for a certain period of time because I'm going through something in my own head, because I'm embarrassed by how I feel. Again, like I said, I'm very, very private. And one of the things that I do suffer with when I have depression or my depressive states is that I get very, very emotional. And I do cry. I cry quite a lot. And I think it's okay to cry. Crying is a very normal, natural human thing to do. It's there for a reason. But I'm still embarrassed to cry in front of people. I'm still embarrassed to show people that side of me. And I possibly think that maybe in my own head, I think it's a weakness. And I wish I could take my own advice. But that's something that I'm working on. You know, I become very aware of my own mental health around five years ago. And I think I become more aware of it when I actually stop taking medication. Now, Medication does work for some people. However, I do kind of feel like it's the devil's advocate. There's so many people that are on antidepressants. And yet all these people probably still suffer with depression. I know that I did. When I took medication, it just made me feel nothing. It made me feel very empty and very soulless in some ways. And I made the very active decision to come off antidepressants because I would much rather feel depressed than just nothing. I think one of the biggest things that's helped me with my depression is exercise. And I love going to the gym, but there's sometimes where I can't physically get to the gym because I just feel that bad about myself. You know, I think a lot of the time when people suffer with depression, you go through these depressive states of staying in bed, of not wanting to eat, just staring at the wall. You don't even get in the shower. Personal hygiene goes out of the window. You're an absolute mess. And I think people don't understand that, that daily battle inside your own head. And I think when you have states like this, where you do stay in bed, it's probably not because you're feeling the depression anymore. It's because you're mentally and physically exhausted from fighting those demons and that darkness away. I know that when I'm going through that period, that it's not because I'm just feeling depression. It's because I'm also absolutely exhausted. Luckily... And touch wood, over the last six months, I've not had a depressive state like that. But if you are experiencing that depressive state or that level of low energy, I just want you to know 
I understand how you feel. I understand what it feels like to live with mental health every single day. And I just want you to know that you're not on your own in this journey. I believe we all need to start supporting each other a little bit more. We all need to start showing a little bit more love and a little bit more support. And another good thing that I find helps my mental health is to keep a journal. I write in it every single day about how I'm feeling. And I think it helps me because it kind of gets those negative thoughts out of my head and onto paper. And I can store it away somewhere. It doesn't always work, but it does help. And it's also really good because I still write in it when I have the good days. So when I'm having those bad days where I feel like I'm never going to be happy again, I can look through my journal and remember that that particular day was a good day and how I was feeling. That this darkness and this emptiness that I'm feeling at this moment in time is not always going to be there. I am going to have some good days again. And it might take a little bit of a while to get me to have a good day, but it is going to happen. I'm not always going to be depressed. Obviously, keeping a journal is probably not for everybody, but I find it does help. And if you've never done it before... I would urge you to think about keeping a journal about your mental health. It's good because you can keep track of how you're feeling. And it's good because when you are at your most depressive state, as days go on, you start to notice that the things you're writing do get a little bit more positive. That the emotions you're feeling do get a little better. And they are somewhat happier in some weird and twisted way. Because when you've got depression... Are you ever really genuinely happy? That's a question I ask myself pretty much on a daily basis. Because I do feel happiness, but is it true happiness? Does anybody know what true happiness actually is? I think in actual fact, we create our own happiness based on the situations that we live in. Yeah, we go through depressive states and people go through tough times. But there's always happiness to be found in those tough times. There's always happiness to be found in your depressive states. And it can be really difficult to see that through the thick fog of depression. But we all know that there is some happiness somewhere in us. I hope that listening to this podcast and listening to what mental health actually is and how it makes people feel you have a better understanding of how to deal with it. And I hope that if you're listening and you do suffer with mental health, I hope it opens more doors for you and opens more conversations. You know, there's been a lot of work over the last five years to raise better awareness for mental health. But there's more we can be doing. There's more education to be had and there's more conversations to be had. I just want you to know that people feel the same way that you do. That you're not alone in your mental health journey. And I use that word quite a lot, a journey, because it is a journey. Because like I've said to you before, I've been dealing with this for 15 years. And it's been a massive wave to ride. And it has been a journey. And I'm not entirely sure if I'm at the start of my journey or if I'm halfway there. I know I'm certainly not anywhere near the end of it. 
But my own mental health has been something that I've become very unapologetic for. It's something that's a very big part of me and my life. And it's not something that's ever going to go away. It's a ride that I'm never going to be able to get off. But it is something that I've just come to learn to accept. And I hope that in listening to this podcast, you can embrace and accept your own mental health. Because I think having mental health is a bit like saying you've got a problem. You've first got to say to yourself that, yeah, there is something that is wrong and I do need help. And there's no shame in asking for help. We all need help sometimes. And I think the world needs to start spreading a little bit more love and a little bit more positivity. So from me to you, I'm sending you all my love and all my positive energy. I hope that this podcast can just help one person. On the next episode of Mental Health and Me, I'm going to be talking very openly about my anxiety. So I thank you very much for listening to my first podcast of Mental Health and Me. And remember, please, please try and take good care of your mental health. I'm always there if you need any help or if you need somebody to lean on. Please, just send me a message. So on that note, I'm going to bid you farewell. But I'm still sending out all my positive energy and all my good thoughts to you and your mental health. Until the next episode, see you later.